A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we hear about an entitled parent who is a real piece of work. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, parents asking me to fly for cousin's surgery. So, mom called last night saying my cousin in the west coast is going through a surgery tentatively next week, midweek, and if I can fly out to be with cousin, since cousin doesn't have any family members with them, husband and I are closing on our house this weekend and need to do a bunch of work, paint, cleaning, floors, purchasing large appliances, furniture, etc., before we move in. We're trying to sublease the current apartment, we're packing for the move in the meantime, husband works in person so he definitively can't fly out. I work remotely and also study for my masters, so I have assignments and lectures every week to keep up. We might need to fly next week for husband's work too. With all that's going on, I'm not sure how I can manage to drop all these and be there in person for the surgery. Sure, it's possible, but everything gets delayed on my end, leaving me stretched out emotionally, physically, and financially to get my stuff done at the end. Parents talk to cousin's parents and are now asking me if I can fly out there for cousin's surgery cousin lives in dorm in a college town so I'll need to find a plane ticket, accommodation, car and other stuff, plus care for cousin which feels like a lot of unexpected added cost and time right now. Am I being unreasonable with my thinking here? I don't want to be unkind or not be there for family with support, but it's looking tight on my end. Also, does it feel like my parents are just using me to brag to their sibling how my parents are being there for them without actually flying out themselves if they really want to show family support? What would you do here? Note, cousin is an international student here. Cousin's parents' visa just expired so they can't fly here. I was asked because I'm one of the people closest to cousin in distance, but also not so close. A plane ticket next week will easily cost me $800 to $1,000. This is one of those situations where you just have to know how to say no for yourself. There's clearly more than enough already going on for OP. It's just not reasonable. They just need to say no. If they can't understand that or they lose their crap because you said no because it's just not realistic for you, that's on them and that's them being a jerk. Also, hi, I'm Steven and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I was relieved when my mom died. Hear me out, please. I'm now a 33-year-old woman and I know this sounds horrible, but when my mom died, I felt nothing but relief. When I was a small child, I was seven when it started, my stepdad began to SA me for two years. I even tried to tell my mom but she called me stupid and just went on. Half a year later I talked with the school nurse and told her and the school took action and my mother just acted like she didn't know anything at all. The school told her, if you take her home, make sure your husband isn't there. Guess what? He was there and the both of them tried to talk me into telling everyone I was lying. They tried to tell me that, oh, sweetie, we can buy you this doll or this or that if you just say that you were lying, but I never went back on my word. I knew that I could not live like that, with the pain of what happened both physically and mentally. Not having a real mom that cared for me or even loved me. He was never convicted due to lack of evidence, according to my mom, but I later heard that if I had had the chance to testify against him, he would have been convicted. It was my mom that said no, she can't be in court. She never removed his last name, and that hurt me a lot. Because she did divorce him, but couldn't remove his name? Why? It felt like she chose him. 
The man who did that to her daughter, instead of her own flesh and blood and her little girl who was hurt, had PTSD, who peed in their bed due to all the mental stress. Her daughter who had severe anxiety every day. When my brother died, I could never grieve him because she called me all the time and cried and used me as a therapist, even though I told her to go to a professional and stop using me when you feel like crying. She even blamed me for being sad because she felt she had more right because it was her son. Well, yes, but she was never ever a mother to him, to neither of us. She told me I should feel sorry for her when her brother's son died a year later. I hated her so much. When I got married, she came when the ceremony was over and she was drunk. I had enough when she was drunk in front of my kids and betrayed their trust and made them cry. I never let her babysit them or even be alone with them because I never trusted her. I was about to give birth to my daughter and a nurse came and told me that I had to call the ICU because my mother was very sick. I called and because of her drinking, she was now dying and I was happy. I was happy to finally get rid of her, get rid of all the hurt and pain she put me through. I did say goodbye to her and planned her funeral, but I never ever cried. I also found out that after she died, she was still seeing my stepdad after the trial and everything. Am I an awful person for being happy that my mom died? Thank you for letting me vent. OP had to experience a lot of horrendous things, and in no way does it make them a bad person or should they feel bad for feeling the way they do. It does not make them a bad person for feeling the way they do, and honestly, I've heard multiple people who experienced similar things feel honestly the same way. There's actually a very popular book from Jeanette McCurdy, who was on iCarly and Sam and Cat, and it's literally called, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Our next story is, Entitled School Demanding Computer Access. Hi there, 19-year-old trans female here. Just learned about this subreddit and wanted to share a story. So I was in 10th or 11th grade at the time and worked all summer to get myself a good computer for once. A gaming laptop I got for a good deal with some great specs. RTX 3070 Ti, i7-12700H, 32GB of DDR5 RAM and 4TB of SSD storage. I have always brought a computer of mine to school to use as I absolutely hate Chromebooks. They are slow and I prefer Windows. After around a month of me bringing it around, a newsletter to the school went out saying that personal computing devices must have your school login and email as the main device login, along with installing some software on them to give full access to your device if needed and subjected to regular scans and then placing restrictions on what it can access. I of course declined as I value my privacy for a device that I paid for with my own money and don't want them monitoring my device even when I'm not at school, even though they said they won't. A few days later, I was called to the principal's office as they noticed my computer on the internet but were not able to access it, demanding that I do give them access to it. I politely stated to them that I am not comfortable giving them access to my devices or putting my school accounts on my personal computer as the standard user. The principal was not happy hearing that and confiscated my computer, saying that it was not the school's property since I would not comply. At this point, I tried to reason with them, saying I'm more than willing to give in-person access here and there if they need for some reason, but won't install stuff directly to the device for them. The principal, of course, refused and said that I would not be getting it back as I disobeyed the rules and wanted the password to wipe its data. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I, at this point, walked out calling the police for assistance. Long story short, as I'm running out of characters here, is they got my computer back for me. And after, I proved it was mine, and the school went back on their requirements, and we got a new principal. I don't know if your parents are the kind that are willing to stick up for you and go down there to complain, but this is definitely the kind of thing that I would go straight to my parents and be like, They confiscated my computer and just straight up said they would not be getting it back. I think they would understand if I explained to them how invasive what they wanted to do is and how ridiculous it is that I spent probably at least a thousand dollars if not more on this computer and they're just trying to keep it and wipe it with everything you put on it. I would be doing whatever I could to cause an outcry there. This next story is, give me your stuffed toy, my child wants it. Hey guys, this is my first time posting here. After sharing this story on Am I the Jerk, I thought I'd share it here as well. So, take a seat. It's a long drive. I, 31-year-old female, regularly travel by bus to see my fiancé, who lives in France, until we settle down together next year. The problem is that I have a few psychological disorders that can complicate things, including schizophrenia, Tourette's, and social phobias, including a phobia of babies. So, I never travel without my medication, 
a headset that insulates me from ambient noise, and a little stuffed animal. A little fox that helps me stay calm and manage my various crises, named Bidui. I can't learn to drive due to both my physical and mental health issues, not to mention it's way cheaper, but with every bus ride comes some adventures. Saturday was the day I'm going home with an 8 hour bus journey from Paris to Belgium ahead of me. I have everything I need. No big deal. I can do it, I thought. The problem for me is the presence of a toddler with her mother. A child's screams and cries are very hard for me to bear. But I thought the baby was just plain bored because she didn't have anything with her. No toys, no plushies. Her mother was constantly on the phone. For a baby, it's a long time in her seat with nothing to do. So I just turned the volume up a little, being three rows behind the mother and her daughter, who is getting more and more agitated and is now screaming. From what I heard from the other passengers, her diaper was full and her mother couldn't change it. Even though the driver has assured her that if need be, he'll stop at the nearest freeway service area to allow the mother to give her daughter the necessary care. The child screamed and cried for more than 159 kilometers, around 98 miles, and her mother did nothing. Remember the fox stuffed animal? When I'm not stimming with it or holding it, I put it in my t-shirt so its head pops out. I took it with me to the bus toilet. Not the most hygienic thing to do, I agree, but I needed it to not have a breakdown because of my anxiety. Keep her in my t-shirt and then put her on my belt until I'm back in my seat, walking past the mother and her screaming child, who started yelling as if she broke a bone or something. And honestly, even I, who is afraid of children, started to be worried. I took Bidoui back in my hands, look out the window, and the little girl's mother comes up to me and takes Bidoui out of my hands, saying, Say, can I have her? The kid's got a crush on it and is having a fit. I, what? No? I answer the mother politely and asked her if she'd be willing to give up her child stuffed toy to calm someone else's tantrum or even tears. She says no, of course not. But she wants it and she's not going to stop crying until she gets it. It's okay, you can buy another one. I reached for Bidoui. She clenches her fingers on it. I heard a creak and feared it's damaged. Rising in anger and anxiety, I get up from my seat, telling her that if she wasn't capable of handling an 8-hour journey with her toddler on a bus, she should think again, reminding her of what the driver had said. So I took my plushie back, telling her that she just had to organize herself better and not think that as soon as her daughter points at something while crying, she's going to get it, especially if it belongs to someone. Even more so if it belongs to someone with mental disorders. She called me a racist and a freaking goth due to my clothing style, and went back to her seat. What a way to get back home, huh? Love them just immediately going to the racist card when it had clearly nothing to do with what any of this was going on. I wonder what all the other passengers on the bus were thinking. They were probably either thinking, please actually just give it to her so the baby and the mom will shut up, or hopefully they were thinking the right thing of, why are they trying to steal from some random person? Or C, they just couldn't care less and they just wanted the bus ride to be over. Our next story is, Sister Passive Aggressive thinks world revolves around her son. Hi all, so my awesome husband spends a few hours every other week leading a youth group for boys ages 8 to 12 with a couple other male adults. He does an amazing job. He does these fun activities for them, spending hours googling ideas and planning. He's also one of the leaders who's stuck around long term and gotten to know each of the boys. He even uses some of our own funds for these activities, which is totally fine. I love that he volunteers some time to kiddos that need it. 
The mother of one of these boys will call sister passive-aggressive because she is passively or sometimes just downright rude in the group chat that the leaders have with the parents. She's also very active in our local church and acts very holier-than-thou, hence the sister in her name. Anyway, so my husband texted the group chat a couple weeks ago, letting the parents know the activity is cancelled this week because we're going out of town. And the only other leader who does anything is also going out of town. The other two are so unreliable, they said they wouldn't be showing up either. So, activity cancelled. Not a huge deal, right? It's the first time this year that has happened, with the exception of holidays. Sister passive-aggressive flipped her lid questioning why they were canceling and how it was so inconvenient for her and her precious little baby boy. She texted each leader individually with her complaints, which I thought was wildly inappropriate. My husband just told her to take it up with the youth organization who oversees these things. But me, being the petty person that I am, I want to give her a piece of my mind. My husband is donating lots of time and a bit of money even to make sure that your son has fun. And you're whining due to calling off one activity? Lady, please. She could be at least a little grateful for heck's sake. In this event, you turn it around and you say, Okay, you know what? We were wrong. Let's have this event. Due to everybody being preoccupied, we'll need you to lead it. We know how much it means to you, so we'll be more than happy to support it. See how quickly she turns around on that. This next story is, My mother is a real piece of work. Disclaimer, she has been officially cut off, so go ahead with that in mind. Also mind the jaw, cause it's going to drop. English is first language, but this is a summary of the insanity of this woman. My mother is a piece of work, like a serious piece of work. Where do I even begin? Well, let's start with being a teen. My mother is an alcoholic who treats her bipolar with whiskey. So, generally speaking, sure, feel bad. When she was asked to take her meds but not the whiskey, someone was going to get slapped and then made to feel bad. But my mother, every time, she would scream she was leaving my dad, she would take my sister and then proceed to tell me that, hey, the reason I'm not taking you is because you have a job. Cool, thanks for that. My sister has no fault in this. She would get woken up at 2am in the morning and they would leave. She was under 16 at the time. Would my dad call the police? Yup. Would they do anything? Nope. Even though that I think it's kidnapping. Then she would yell at me because I had a job and didn't go with to be the sober driver. I didn't have a driver's license because she had grounded me from driving at 14 because she was afraid I would run away. I turned 18, asked what I wanted for my birthday. I said divorce. That was the only time she ever gave me anything I wanted. Fast forward to my parents finally being divorced several years down the road. I'm getting married to my high school sweetheart. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. She lost her ever-living mind that her and my stepdad would not be at the wedding if my dad showed up. Me trying so hard to have a relationship with her agreed. That was a mistake. Big mistake. 
So now I haven't had my dad walk me down the aisle, didn't have a daddy-daughter dance to butterfly kisses, nothing, all in an attempt to keep her happy. Fast forward a year and a half, have my eldest daughter, again through a fit, wouldn't come to the hospital if my dad was the first one to see my daughter. Appease the beast, she ended up in the room with me, telling me to quit yelling and carrying on, it didn't hurt that bad. News to me, after this we did cut off contact. She wound up on her knees in front of our door, begging to be forgiven for whatever wrong she had done. I caved, she came in and got her claws back into my happy little family. I'm going to skip the nitty gritty, but I ended up losing my eldest daughter to CPS. Nothing that I actually did, I'd left my ex-husband, was living at my dad's. Not on drugs or anything, she had a severe seizure that state deemed abuse. And because I lived with my dad, one thing led to another, surprise I have no kid. She proceeded to tell me that it was my fault that she was taken, that she was now mourning the loss of her granddaughter, blah blah. The adoptive parents let her see her whenever she wanted. They too ultimately cut contact. Two years later, husband number two, pregnancy number two. I can't believe you didn't take my feelings into consideration and dared to get pregnant again. I won't claim that child. They have no relation to me. I'm still mourning. How could you be so evil? Cut contact again. I get knocked around, toss X number two out. Somehow she found out and swooped in to try to put everything back together. Oh, I love the baby. She's so cute, blah, blah. Thinking, oh, she seems sober here. We got something normal. Nope. Didn't cut contact this time. Just went low contact. We started working on our relationship. And hey, I had a mom. Sweet. We all know where this is eventually going to go. Husband number three. This is a healthy relationship. My mom is fawning all over my hubby. Along the lines of, I have a son now, blah, blah, blah. We flew her out for Christmas one year because we were on the opposite sides of the country. She was drunk the entire time. Accuses me of taking advantage of her the whole nine. She went to spank my daughter because she refuses to eat what was put in front of her. I told her to get the heck out. Low contact again. Then I find out what happened at my sister's husband's funeral. Oh, I went nuclear. I flat told her, get sober or don't talk to us ever again. Full no contact this time. Fast forward a year, she gets a hold of my phone number, calls to tell me that my favorite great aunt had died. She also informs me that she's now sober, so we start working on our relationship again. It's been bumpy, but we've done our best to make sure that my daughter has her grandma. We agreed not to talk about my dad because she's conceived that my dad was physically abusive and everything else. He wasn't. The man cried the one time he was forced to spank me. Let's be real here, it was vice versa. She still managed to talk about my dad every phone call, every single one of them. Then this year she had started heavy drinking again. Think 24 pack a day and a gallon of Jack every two days. In July she called me, screaming at me that I haven't flown her out again, screaming that I hadn't been to see her, yelling that she would buy me and only me a plane ticket to come see her. Why just me? Your child isn't my grandchild, I only have one. She meant my eldest daughter. Yeah, buddy. I yelled back into the phone, hey don't call me anymore, forget we exist, blah blah, angry adult children things. She then proceeds to get petty in the weirdest way, sign me up for random things, like really random things, Omaha Steaks being one of them. I now have her blocked on everything. I'm so completely done with her. I can honestly laugh about my childhood now because holy heck, therapy has made me realize it wasn't me, it was her. It was always her. 
Long story short, but my mom was the worst entitled parent I have ever had the displeasure of knowing. I do feel a sense of calm now with her out of the whole family. My sister had already cut her off. She was low contact for a hot second until this last blowout. Either way, there you go. I did leave a lot out, specifically of the bad crap crazy things she had done. But yeah, there's my spawn point, per the child. Honestly, maybe the greatest issue here is she displayed troubling behavior time and time again. Like, enough times that you would feel like, okay, they're probably never going to turn it around. And every time it seemed like they would say, okay, well, it's fixed now, and they would just kind of take their word for it and open up again, only to get hurt time and time again. Our next story is, Entitled Parent Thinks Her Kids Deserve the Playground and Gets Mad When We Don't Cooperate. This happened a while ago when I was about 12. I was hanging out at a playground with a group of friends, all around the ages of 10 to 13. There was a small tunnel in an area that not too many people were at, around 3 to 4 kids were there, not including us, that we decided to crawl into and just be in. Whenever we saw a kid that wanted to get through, we all moved to one side so they could. The parent, who I'll call Karen for the sake of a readable story, decided that we were being too disruptive, which I guess we were kind of were, but we didn't mean to. The first out of three encounters started with her walking into the park after us and almost screaming at us to get out. Didn't talk to us about it or anything like that, just started off by screaming. We didn't listen at first, but caved in eventually and moved to another corner. We stood there for about five minutes talking, and Karen came over again to complain about how we were making her kids uncomfortable. There was no reasoning behind what she said, because all we were doing was standing in a corner away from her kids and there was nobody else in the playground area, so she wasn't talking on behalf of anybody's kids. We moved to a different tunnel, and about three minutes later, she's back to talk to us again about how we're being disrespectful to her and her kids. At this point, I refused to cooperate with her as she was following us around and shaming us. I call my dad, who was at the picnic area, kind of close to us, so we can listen into the conversation, but decide to tell him I'm hanging up to record. Unfortunately, I don't have footage of her talking. I only got her walking away with her kids, telling them something about how those mean boys wouldn't share the playground and they were going somewhere else while looking back at us and glaring. That was the story going around all of our families for the next couple days. I feel like I need more clarification on what it is that they were doing. I mean, were they just being loud in a park or a playground? Because, I mean, that's kind of the place to be loud and fooling around. It sure would be nice if she owned the park and had it all for her kid to enjoy, but yeah, it doesn't work like that. This next story is, she's at it again. No text to share this time, and insane parents don't allow texts, so sorry if this doesn't belong, but my mom feels entitled to shove her opinion down my throat. I'm in the hospital right now and she came to visit. My grandmother, bless her, thought nothing of letting my room number slip. After all, she doesn't have to guard her words with my aunt. She forgets she has to with my mother. Ah well. Either way, mom came to visit on day two during lunch. I was eating a burger. Now, this one believes that all meat now is lab-grown, and so she looked down at my burger and sneered at it disapprovingly. Really? A burger? She was pretty happy that the rest of my meal consisted of fruit and vegetables, however. She still did say that fruits and vegetables are grown in a lab now, and they are trying to put farmers out of business. Sigh. My mother then proceeds to stay a few hours, despite my sister telling her she should go, and talks over me when doctors come in, questioning their every decision. Today, however, 
They called while I was eating dinner and a nurse was in here. The nurse and I share a birthday, by the way. Mom is going on and on how she doesn't think my symptoms are from condition, but instead are a side effect of the multitude of meds I'm on, except I've been on them for years and perfected the dose. She refuses to accept the maybe, just maybe her precious baby has just developed another illness at 30 because I'm just so young. Yeah, mom, tell the baby down the hall with cancer, she's too young too. You'll cure her right up, I bet. Honestly, I feel like this is the kind of thing OP should just talk to a nurse, if they can get a moment of privacy, to say, could you get her out? Because I feel like if there's one thing that is going to hamper your recovery, it's somebody that is literally stressing you out constantly. This next story is entitled, Mom, What's My Annual Pass Discount? I haven't been to the sub in so long, but this happened to me this week and I have to share it somewhere. So I have an annual pass for Efteling, one of the most famous theme parks in Europe. I pay 200 euros plus a year for my annual pass. This pass comes with benefits, such as a 5% discount on souvenirs and food. I happen to be in a souvenir shop where I bought some pins because I collect them. In front of me is a woman with a stroller full of goods, no kid though, like kids PJs, blankets, plushies, all sorts of merch and souvenirs. She just finished paying and she sees me holding my pass. She suddenly looks very happy and says to me, oh you have an annual pass? I was looking for an annual pass holder to befriend so I could get a discount, her actual words. The cashier just looks at me with a heck no face. She turns to the cashier and says, can I return all this and buy it again with her discount? To which he obviously says no. She leaves the shop, somewhat annoyed, and I go and pay for my pins. I chatted with the cashier for a bit and he sighed and said, the audacity of some people. Even if I had met her before and she asked for a discount, I would have definitely said no. I pay for my annual pass with my own money. If she wants a discount, she should get her own pass. The only people who can benefit from my discount are my friends, family, and me. Not some random lady who buys a crap ton of souvenirs and feels entitled to other people's discounts. Later on, I walked out of the shop and heard her talking to her friend or sister, I don't know, about how she could have gotten a 10% discount if people were nice to her. Lady, it's only 5% and I'd be surprised if she actually found somebody to give her the discount with that attitude. What's y'all take on this? It's shop policy, of course, but what would you do if someone asked for a discount like that? I mean, if somebody was being really nice and suggested it, I might help them out if it doesn't get me in any hot water. But if somebody's coming up to me like, oh, you have an annual pass, quick, let me get the discount. I mean, I don't think I would be like, okay, sure. I wouldn't feel overwhelmingly interested in just bailing this person out for free savings. I feel like I would also be like worried that especially in front of the cashier that it would be like some violation of the pass holder policy or something. Our next story is, we don't give a crap about the rules, we want our children to play baseball, dang it. So this didn't happen to me but rather to my father. When my father was a teenager, he served as umpire for a little league baseball. One of the rules in baseball is that if it starts raining, the game is over. Well, during one game, it started to rain, so my father, fulfilling his duties as umpire, called the game over. Certainly a sucky situation, but not much that can be done. Surely the parents would handle the situation with grace and understanding, right? 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 Yeah, they did not handle the situation with either. 
Instead, they resorted to shouting at my father, demanding to know why he called the game over, completely oblivious to the fact that it was freaking raining. Keep in mind that my father was a teenager and not yet a legal adult at the time. So, because of an act of God that no one had any control over, these parents were standing in pouring rain and yelling at a teenager for the crime of following the rules. You know, I used to think that one South Park episode where the kids join a little league was one of South Park's famous exaggerations for the purpose of satire, but no, little league sports really brings out the worst in parents. Just a friendly reminder that entitled parents have always been a thing. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree that entitled parents have always been a thing, but especially the fact that in little league sports, that is prime territory for any era for entitled parents. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.